We are back with another episode of Let's Chat Markets, where Lucas Fees and myself, Alyssa Badger, bring you the key dairy market highlights from the week. It was a pretty heavy content week for the team with data out from around the world. We had China releasing their March import figures. There was a global dairy trade auction in New Zealand. New Zealand's March milk production data came out. And March U.S. milk production and cold storage report also came out this week. This team of analysts are definitely ready for the weekend. Lucas, why don't we talk about U.S. milk first, which, by the way, you forecasted spot on at 1.8% growth. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, were anticipating March production right at where it came in, which was always encouraging to see. I think a little bit less of a gain versus January and February, just because of a a tougher prior year comparable value. But that's not to say that milk is slowing by any means. It was a record monthly output, the highest milk production of any month in US history, which is kind of an interesting fact. A lot of growth seen across the upper Midwest, the whole uh, swing of states from South Dakota, including Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, all the way to Ohio, all higher versus prior year. It averaged an additional 9.3 million pounds of milk per day. A lot of that, which is going into that new giant cheese plant in Michigan. I think um, looking ahead into April and May output, some signs, of course, that show milk will be extremely strong into the peak of the spring flush, especially when compared to prior year where the pandemic-induced production restrictions came into play. So we're looking at even stronger milk production into the coming weeks. I think we will hit some burdensome levels, certainly all plants likely as full as possible to reduce or prevent milk dumping here into the peak weeks of the flush. Just other key states, California up 1.5%, decent growth there in the top producing state in the country. Herd size still, of course, lower than prior year. That's no change from trend. It wasn't all positive news, though. A string of states along the Atlantic seaboard from Vermont all the way down to Florida, showing weaker output this year. And then Arizona, New Mexico, and the Pacific Northwest lower as well. Some interesting data points, but not too far off from trend or expectations. I think another uh, key thing that we'll watch are feed costs into the uh, second half of the year. And we'll watch to see how that impacts output as we move forward. And then yesterday, that cold storage report, that was neutral butter and bearish cheese. What was most important in those numbers? I think the number that stuck out the most was that butter inventory number. At the end of March, USDA claims that stocks were not any higher than in February, which is a rare departure from normal spring trend when butter stocks usually quickly climb throughout Q2. I think that it was especially surprising in light of record output in both January and February for those respective months. And while it's certainly possible that demand has you know, ticked maybe a little bit higher than expectations. It's pretty inconceivable that stocks would not climb at all into March. I think a revision is likely. I think there could be some issues with USDA surveys of warehouses or especially new warehouses that might not have had butter in them before and are not maybe sure of the requirement and the uh, federal laws that they have to report that to USDA. 
Certainly an interesting number. It came uh, just as spot broke this week. So overall, I think a little bit of hesitation uh, in the industry to totally believe that butter stocks number. On cheese, further growth, we've kind of seen steady growth over the past several months. March cheese stocks were a record high and American style cheese stocks will move to multi-decade highs likely into April. So certainly no shortage of cheese. I think from a price perspective though, this four to 30 old day cheddar is the only thing that's allowed to trade. So if there is any shortage of fresh product moving into the middle of the year, we could see prices supported regardless of where these inventories are. Kind of interesting to see how that will play out there. Absolutely. You know, touching a bit on the global markets here, while still supportive to see active buying at these levels on the global dairy trade auction, whole milk powder did settle below expectations. That lack of further upward price movement shows somewhat of a deteriorating sense of urgency, especially from China as their powder inventories climb versus pre-pandemic levels. Skim milk powder gains at auction were muted, but still reached fresh highs that we haven't seen here since July 2014. Pretty positive. And fat settlements were rather neutral alongside nearly every other commodity trading at event 282 this week. Though I will say that Southeast Asian and Middle Eastern demand for fat was rather noteworthy. I think the last thing we should touch on here is how strong China's March dairy imports were. Wow. It was a record month in March for their cheese, whey, and fluid milk and cream imports. Any final thoughts on that, Lucas? Yeah, just briefly, I think... It's important to note that obviously, as you just kind of mentioned with GDT, we've seen these extremely strong prices over the past several auctions and digging into some of the purchasing data knew that a lot of that was driven by China. But when we actually saw these import numbers for March, it was still kind of astounding to see just how much dairy the country is buying. A lot of these products were up, obviously, versus prior year, a 76% year-over-year gain on whole milk powder, but imports climbing versus February as well, which is a bit rare. Um, Usually, we obviously see Chinese imports peak into January and kind of decline through the remainder of the year. Just kind of goes to show that as food security concerns increase, the country will continue to turn to dairy, among other products, to provide protein for the billion plus people in the country. At some point, of course, these demand numbers might break lower, but for now, uh, Asian demand continues to healthily support global dairy prices. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Lucas. And we'll be back on next week. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.